bottles, say they have a cup, right? Mm. And the cup is small, and a guy has a big cup. No homo. Pause. Pause. Right? And whenever, say, they go through a breakup, they each get, a, like, a, a drop of water, and it just keeps going constantly, right? So, obviously, the girl's cup is going to fill up, for, like, faster. Mm. So, whenever it overflows, that's when she yeah, lets out emotion. the crying emotions, right? Yeah. And after a while, after a while, the boy is going to keep going up and up and up, have all that built up stress and emotion. And whenever he overflows, it's a long, it's way past hers. Yeah. Because it's so much smaller, you know? Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to your favorite teenage podcast, Simps to Pimps. It's your favorite uh, one in the podcast, not a Kanoa, and I'm here with the other host. Raheem, a.k.a. the Prince of Wakanda. And your boy, Dior David, a.k.a. Just David. Make sure if y'all are listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating on all other platforms. Please download. Get us to 500 downloads a week so we can start running ads. But finally, today's Friday. I feel like we can finally chill. Star testing just ended. I just feel good because honestly, all the stress I had this week was star because it was super long and just homework I had to turn in. So I feel like I'm good, to be honest now. I felt like star was a waste of time because it was really easy. And I just felt like, now to be honest, those stories were some good stories, though. No cap. Bro, some of the- that hockey boy making it out of the Bro. <laughs> Bro was making it out of, uh, what was the name? Bear Town. <laughs> that took was hard. I ain't going to lie. No, I'm not going to lie. Bro. No, nah, but the story that was like hockey, um, that I really didn't like was you know the piano, piano story, ones, bro. bro. Oh my god, it was dumb long for no suck. reason. Garbage. Oh god, <laughs> it was talking about some like what metaphor is nah, used to describe like the longest part of the test. It was like making me so mad. Yes, nah, bro. The easiest part of the test was whenever it was like the the um. Like the definition one, not the definition one. Like change oh, yeah, to this, yeah. and it was like thirty questions of them. Thirty I, I questions. Ran through oh my all gosh, that. I'm not gonna lie, those were so slight. Yeah, because the way I I do the start is first I did the essay because I knew like if I did it I last I would have been that. like yeah, super guessed. So that. I just did the essay first, and then I just ran through the questions because when I um when I do the questions I don't read the passage. I just go to the Facts. the question, see what paragraph it's talking about, and go back, and then it just makes everything super fast. But what I did was I wrote like I did an outline for my essay because it's hard for me to write. So, yeah, since my hands broken. So I did the outline, and then I did the questions, and I mean it worked out pretty well. Wait, how did that work? Cause your right hand is broken. How how were you able to write? You're just using your fingertips or something? No. You get to use your writing. left hand. Yeah. And it what? Yeah, you're crazy. I'm go- you, bro, and my hand was so shaky filling in the bubbles. <laughs> Dang, how long did it take you to the, finish the test? Mm, three hours. Jeez. It took me like. Two and a half. Yeah, like yeah. one and a half, two hours. Yeah. I I didn't do the I did the essay last because I knew if I did the essay first, I was gonna get lazy the essay and not want to do the rest of the the whole star. So yeah, I made sure I got that out of the way and then just wrote some BS on the paper after after the bubbling part. Yeah, but I feel like the best part about it was just because since I'm virtual, I got to see like because at my school it was like 
almost like everybody yeah. who like took English two was there. So I got to see people, all my homies and friends. So it was really cool because of that. Yeah. So uh, I was talking to this girl the other day, and she was telling me how like she feel like all the dudes she talks to, like they don't open up to her, and like, how do you guys feel about that? Like, do you guys you guys open up to girls or what? I don't usually open up to girls that I don't know. If it was somebody I know for years, then I mean, obviously I have to open up because that's you know that's my home girl. But like, if I'm talking to a girl, it's gonna take some time unless I like vibe with you the first day or the first week. Then I might open up like soon. But it takes a while for me to open up is because I I don't usually like whenever people have like talking behind my back you know yeah they like have they know so much about you yeah before we even get to like vibe vibe for real yeah that's that's one thing i feel like i need to work on because like you were saying sometimes i feel like i'll catch a vibe with someone like initially off the jump and i'll tell them some things but i feel like after a while when it starts to settle down and we don't talk anymore now they know things about me that are like not necessarily bad but just information i feel like are used to connect with other people. So I shouldn't be letting that information just be gone so easily. So yeah, like you were saying, I feel like I need to learn how to restrain myself. But at the same time, I feel like what you were saying, a lot of guys really just don't open up because I feel like they're scared of being judged in a sort of way. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like when guys open up, they're scared of being looking guys like a simp, a douche, all these words that may be looked at negatively. The thing about me is when I get close with the with with anybody really, because I don't really open up to anybody. So when I get close with somebody, like how you guys are saying that you don't want them to be all up in, in your feelings and know about you and stuff. I read people. So like I know how they are after I talk to them for like two days. Like I completely know their personality. I know their true intentions and stuff. So Yeah. So like I know whether or not what type of the person they are. Like if I were to tell them something, their res- what their response would be. So Yeah, that's that's like me also. I peep small things. Like I peep small details at first. I don't really like I mean all the basic stuff they try and hint off on you is like a good thing but like I, I peep small details to find out figure out how they are as a person themselves yeah and like you were saying like same with me i feel like the biggest connections are made through talking with people and since i've done that a lot i feel like just off the jump up like once you talk to someone for a couple of days you start to realize the person they are and they're not necessarily red flags but just their pros and cons essentially Hey, I have a question for you guys. Do you, like, like tell people about insecurities you have? Because, I mean, like, being a dude, I don't really have insecurities like that mm. by myself. And, like, like, do you feel like you have insecurities? Um, I feel like everybody has insecurities because if you're saying... I feel like the, the difference between saying you're not insecure while having insecurities is just embracing them. Because I feel like everyone has something that they feel that they lack... But for them to embrace it and make it like something good about them is what really separates them. But like you were saying, I don't really project to other people like, yeah. oh, this is what I'm insecure about. Because <clears throat> it's like not really needed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nah, that's I mean, irrelevant. 
Yeah, like it's almost kind of like you're seeking validation, like, oh, this is what I'm so insecure about. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not really looking for that. I don't really tell anybody my insecurities because, I mean, as a boy, I feel like you shouldn't really have any insecurities because mm-hmm. it's like you are you. You vibe with you. Like, yeah. if you're fat, it's cool. Like, you can lose weight. If you're short, I mean, it's cool. Like, yeah, God, obviously God is telling you something like mm. did that for a reason facts and one thing about me is i definitely don't tell anybody is like what you said i don't seek validation like for sure that doesn't make me feel good about myself that i'm telling somebody else about my insecurities right but it all ties back to society to be honest mm. like not having insecurities like of course you can cannot like something about yourself but like i mean i feel as if I don't know, like a dude having insecurities that's just not normal. Yeah, but that's what that's what society says. Yeah, but know? why? That's what we need to start asking. Like, why is it not normal for a dude to have insecurities? I have no idea. That's just what society is. It's the same thing about like not telling people how you feel, not opening up, is because a you're not supposed to cry. A like don't feel this way and about this. You know why I feel like that? I feel like the reason for that is because, and traditionally man males are supposed to be like the providers bring structure to the family bring money this and that so if they feel like like the tough guys yeah exactly so if they feel like a moment of weakness it could hurt their family or people they care about but i feel like the way we were raised like being raised like that is perfect because if you're raised like if you're raised like a girl say for say you would literally be looked at like a like a bitch Mm. like everybody would look at you and be like dude like why is this dude so emotional why is why is he only hanging out with girls why is Mm. he like this so i mean i give props to like the people who raised me because they really did prepare me for for life and like i'm just happy that i was raised like that yeah that is so facts because i feel like if you were raised under a rock like say your parents didn't let you go out as a kid and stuff like that. I feel like you won't be prepared because you don't know how to react because you've never been in that situation before. Mm. Like my sister, she had this one friend and she's, she was like really socially awkward. I mean, she still is because her, I mean, she's off in college now, but her mom never let her do anything with like her friends and stuff. So whenever she actually had the chance to go, she didn't know what to do or like yeah. what to say because it was awkward because, I mean, she's never been in that situation before. Or if she did, it was rare. Yeah, because I feel like when parents tend to be overprotective of their child, it works against the child because now they like social skills. Now they like like certain emotions, maybe such as empathy or being able to build connections with other people because they're they're always locked up. They always have a curfew. They always have this to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I'm thankful for my mom because she let me do certain things that a lot of kids can't do. And I feel like a lot of people, if they had the same advantage as me, they would take for granted, you know? I feel like they would do a lot of bad things. And to me, it's just like, obviously, if my mom is giving me this privilege, then I shouldn't take advantage of her. Mm. No, yeah, that's exactly how I feel because, I mean, when my mom gives me opportunities to do things, I mean, like, 
you got to, like, I, I'm not going to go out there and, and do something, like, and I feel like people who don't have opportunities like that purposefully go around and sneak, and mm. and that's why they're, they're how they are, but, I mean, there's no reason for you to be going around sneaking when, when your parents let you do something, you know what I'm saying? But, David, I have a question for you, like, being raised in a, in a household of a lot of females, do you feel as if it changed you how you are a person like treating other girls or or anything like that um it depends like it's because my people have always taught me to like not hit women you know treat women with respect but also don't don't be a don't let a girl bitch you you know it's like they all taught me how to treat women and little stuff like that yeah being raised in a a household of, of females my mom always always says to me like like you're the man of the house and and, and any, anytime we go out she would expect me to open the door for her and if i didn't i would get smacked in the head <laughs> and i mean <laughs> that's just how it is i mean my mom raised me like that but like i she didn't really have to teach me stuff like that because me that's just the person i am like i'm overprotective especially over my mom so whenever certain things like if another dude looks at my mom like i eye that dude down like that's that's just me like i'm just that overprotective yeah i make sure every dude that walks by don't look at her and little stuff like that Mm. like if she walks into the door if she like i pump my mom's gas i never let her pump her own gas Mm. i always open the door for her whenever i'm in the car i go around open the door for my mom you know little stuff like that yeah help her with the groceries all sorts of stuff exactly the thing about me is like I do the exact same thing, but with my in- injury, my mom feels like I, I feel like she feels like like she I, I'm not expected to the, or I'm not held to those standards anymore. Cause like when we go out, like I try to open the door as much for her as I can, but sometimes she she opens the door for herself. And like today, she pumped the gas <laughs> by herself, and I like I like felt really bad because like I'm so used to to doing things for my mom and doing doing whatever she asked so it was just i don't know i don't like my mom doing stuff yeah. by herself and especially like, especially when she goes out by herself it just she's not grown no i'm kidding yeah but i understand what you mean i feel like these issues occur a lot within like the black community especially because you see a lot of black women being left alone with their children and I feel like what worked really well for y'all is that you still had uncles and male men in your lives that were able to like set it straight if you did have a problem. So that really worked well for y'all. But I feel like for black guys that didn't have like any male figure at all, that's what you were talking about, how they were raised more feminine, feminine, excuse me. They were raised more feminine because the mom, usually if it was like a problem with the dad, she would raise him to be the complete opposite of the dad and that could work against the the child because in the end the dad made a baby with the mom so he's probably doing something right yeah well the thing is like being like in my household it was just me and my mom so my mom would would always try to incorporate me in like with men all the time so i knew what to do like, not so I knew what to do, but just so I'm around a dude, mm. not being around girls all the time. So she would always try to just have me around guys and, and stuff like that. But um, question for you, Raheem. Do you feel as if 
having your dad in your life changes how you are as a person uh, and let me elaborate on that like me like my dad um my, my parents got divorced but my dad was still in my life but i just didn't see him every day like you do mm-hmm. so how do you feel having a dad impacts you as a person like do you feel like i don't know like your dad is just a person you can talk to and connect with or or what yeah i feel like my dad especially i feel like he's such like a good role model because although we may like as a kid obviously especially when you go into a teenager you always want to be like combative against your parents like they say one thing you wanted to say the complete opposite and i feel like my dad what's so good great about him excuse me is that like he has so much think like he has so much knowledge and things that he wants to tell me because of his life experiences like if I go to him right now he would tell me just a story like he has crazy stories that that are just really impactful and really show me like who why he is who he is as a person today because of the things he went through in his life and I feel like that really benefited me because now he's able to lead me down a path where I'm not being used like simple stuff just like when you're walking, you know, make sure you're alert. Make sure you're looking at other people in the room. If you're in a restaurant, make sure you're eyeing other people because you want to be safe. Just simple stuff like that really shows that a parent cares because, again, most of the, the great things in life are just the small things. Yeah, I'm thankful for having male figures in my life because my dad doesn't live in America. So having a male figure in the household was or is good is because he always taught me little things like my mom doesn't do like he taught me about gun safety gun license you know basic driver's license little stuff like that and i'm thankful because he always used to teach me wherever you go check for the first like the first thing you do is check for an exit so if anything goes down you know where to go first yep watch what people are doing watch how like watch how people look like you know certain little things like that and i'm i'm really thankful for my mom because she she is really good at at putting me in check and 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 showing me what to do and giving me life life lessons because like she like observes things i do when when in public or around people so she she observes those things and she talks to me about it like hey next time do this hey you got to do this next time and like just simple stuff and and she I'm just really thankful for her. Same thing for my dad. Like my dad, anytime I, I talk to him, he he's always just trying to give me life lessons and, and things that he learned in life. So I'm really thankful for both my parents. Yeah, one thing I think about every day is the one day that my house had got robbed and I was in like I think third grade and my house ended up getting robbed, but my uncle was there, and my uncle was like, hey, let's go to the mall, but my mom was sick, so she really didn't want to go to the mall, and my mom was like, fine, I'll go, like, thank God she said she wanted to go, because if she stayed, I don't know what would happen, Yeah. so that same day, we ended up getting robbed, so whenever they came back, the door was broken, and everything was gone, so I'm just thankful that I think every day that I thank God for letting my mom go because if they didn't go and I found out I come home and my mom was gone, I don't know how I would react because yeah. I don't know what I'd do without my mom. 
Yeah, everything really happens for a reason. Like even little stuff like that. Like you just you just thankful that in that situation, even though she was sick, she still lives to see another day. Thankfully. Yeah. After that situation, how do you feel like? Like you just thought about life after that. Like, did you continually think about that? Like, did you let that replay in your mind? Like, what if this happened? Like, imagine if this happened. And also, like, like, are you are you still cautious about people breaking in your house or or what? I I just try not to. Like, whenever everybody's leaving the house, I make sure everybody will, like, if they leave, everybody leaves. Nobody's left behind making sure. Because if that ever happens, I still don't know. If any, if that happens to anybody, I don't know how I'd react. Unless it was probably, like, my uncle because he has a firearm, you know, he's mm, he's a yep. licensed, you know, carrier. So, I wouldn't really be so much cautious of him. But my mom, she only has one gun. And I feel like she, the first thing she wouldn't do is try to use the gun she would try and save the person's life and like try and fight herself but that's why i feel like wherever they go don't leave my mom behind please don't leave my mom behind i'd rather leave myself behind rather than my yeah, mom because i don't know what i would do yeah and you know what you what we were all saying really just ties into what you were saying about withholding emotions when you're talking to girls because i feel like past experiences that you've gone through really make you like almost in a sense lock up so if something happened to you in the past you will be cognizant of that and if you see even like a simple sign that it could happen in the future you're on guard so that may be another reason why boys tend to just lock up yeah, when they're talking about their emotions yeah um another question for you after uh you came home and saw the door broken and everything like what was your, what was your initial reaction i mean i I mean, my mom didn't tell me until we got home because I came to the bus stop and my mom acted like nothing happened. So I thought it was just a regular Friday. It was a Friday and we ended up going to the movies after because, I mean, I was a little kid. If I if I would have actually been right now and my mom was like, let's go to the movies, I would have been like, no, like this is a serious matter. So I didn't really know. I was like still a kid at the time. So whenever my mom was like, you still want to go to the movies? I was like, yeah, I still want to go to the movies, you know, just spend time with my mom and stuff. And whenever I started to grow up, I realized why she did that is because she didn't want to surround me around that negativity, knowing that I ended up getting robbed. So, yeah, that's basically it. But I think what works greatly, one thing about kids is that what works greatly for us when we were younger is that we lived so carefree, we lived so happy. So when things like that did happen, we were okay because we knew that we were going to be okay in the end. And I feel like that's something that really hurts us now because especially in today's society with everything going on, we tend to, the first thing we tend to do is think negative, like, oh, this could happen. And that's what happened with me when my dad, um, he got COVID for when we came back to Africa, from Africa. I feel like my first initial reaction was like being scared, you know, because yeah. that's that's really serious. And there was always those thoughts of underlying conditions. But in the end, because I feel like after 20 after 2019, I feel like I grew so much as a person after that. I just made sure to think about like, you know what? I know he's strong. He's going to be OK. Like every day I was just like, he's going to be fine because I know he's strong and just that life goes on. So, um. I know both of you guys have been hit, like somebody in your family has uh, been hit by COVID. Um, so how do you feel as if 
it changed your life or or it just affected you as a person? I'm not going to lie that whatever my aunt caught COVID, the first initial thing was negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, is she going to, is she going to survive? Because at first she caught it early. She caught it in about April. So it was like really early. So not everybody knew like I automatically Treatments, thought, yeah. Yeah. Whenever people caught COVID, I didn't know it was like, it it can, it's not like curable, but it's like it goes it away. It goes away. Like, yeah. Like, like I didn't flu, know. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it goes away. So I thought she was going to die. So mm-hmm. the f- I like busted out crying. And that's like, that also leads back to men showing emotion is like, if you need to let out stress, cry, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it goes back to that. So whenever I got the news, everybody was in the living room and I just started crying and my sister starts crying and we were just in shock because I didn't really know. I mean, I knew the symptoms, but like I was still inside the house. So I was, I didn't really like, like you said, I was carefree. Like I wasn't really worried about it. I didn't think I thought if you have your mask, you can't catch COVID like at all. So I didn't realize you could still catch COVID with your mask without taking the necessary precautions. Mm. So I thought she was going to like, die so i was crying and then my uncle finally told me my uncle and my mom are both in the medical field mm-hmm. so he told me oh she's gonna be fine and i feel like as a parent whenever you get that oh it's gonna be okay it's automatically gonna be okay so like i didn't stress so much after that i was just like oh yeah it's just another day another dollar you know yeah yeah so your mom like comforted you comforted you throughout the situation yeah and Raheem, so after your dad caught it, like, what do you feel like? And David, I feel like when you when you started busted out crying, that was just pent up emotion from yeah. from, from other things, and yep. and you just you just snapped. So, so Raheem, how do you feel as if? Yeah, two things like affected. me, like he, like David was saying, it's always like the initial reaction is just scared because in the end you love you love your family so obviously you want to you want the best for them so obviously i was scared at first but i knew with my mentality like i like to think about it like your subconscious and your conscious mind your subconscious can't tell whether reality is real or not right so when you go to sleep and you dream that's usually why like you don't know like you really feel like it's real life when you're in a dream you know what i mean so I tend, I don't like thinking about thoughts like, oh, what if he's going to die? What is he going to do this? Because that's always going to be in the back of my subconscious. And that really might manifest into my life. Like, so I don't want to think about thoughts such as that. And I knew the experiences he went through. I just feel like he knew like he was going to persevere. And that just helped me keep going. And the second thing about what you were saying is just like about built up emotions. I feel like with a lot of guys, that's what tend to happens. It's just like we always, especially like even with relationships or just things in life, I feel like girls are so much better at releasing emotions faster and then moving on with their lives, you know? So what I wanted to, basically guys, they what they do is that, let's say someone just went through a breakup. The girl would usually cry after the first day they would probably cry and they'll get over it for the week. Maybe they still might have some thoughts about the person, but most of the time they'll get over it for the guy. It's like, I, especially for me, I feel like I just keep on moving on. Like as a guy, I'm like, okay, I got, I got, I got stuff to do. I gotta, I gotta go to the gym. I gotta do this. So I just keep on pushing. I keep on pushing. And then when it gets to a point, like 
five months down the line and I realized like that really did hurt. And that's when it just all like just open, like the floodgates just open and everything just comes out initially. Then I feel like as guys, that's what we really need to work on. Just initially just letting all the emotion out. So later it's not like a, like a stress relief. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was, I was thinking it like this, like girls say they have a cup, right? Mm. And the cup is small. And a guy has a big cup. No homo. Pause. Pause. Right? And whenever, say, they go through a breakup, they each get, a, like, a, a drop of water. And it just keeps going constantly, right? So, obviously, the girl's cup is going to fill up, for, like, faster. Mm-hmm. So, whenever it overflows, that's when, you know, she yeah, lets out emotion. the crying emotions, right? Yeah. And after a while, after a while, the boy is going to keep going up and up and up have all that built up stress and emotion and whenever he overflows it's a long it's way past hers yeah it's so much smaller you know that's that's a great analogy bro now you think about it that works two ways because what he was saying is like for the guy it takes longer for the build-up but it also takes longer for you to just keep on pouring i feel like as a dude if especially if that happens like you were saying six months down the line you finally reach your boiling point, and now all of it comes out, all the water or whatever comes out, and it's just a flood of emotions. I feel like maybe guys express express greater emotions in those times because of how just how much more full it is. And it all depends on how fast the glass overflows or how fast you pour it out. Yeah, you can pour the glass slightly, and it will come out little by little by little, or yeah. you can let it all out just that one time, just overflow it that one day you know yeah some people might be slower some people might just be a quick flip yeah and um the thing about this this topic is yeah keeping everything in like let's say he's saying the big cup mm-hmm. takes a long time to fill let's say you you have this cup it's full of water and then you put a, a lid on it like a lid with so nothing can get out yeah that's the thing for for a lot of dudes where they just close it up, don't let anything out, don't show any emotions. And then one day, the glass just breaks. Yes. So it, it doesn't even only tie to, to holding things in. It can really affect mental health in people. Dude, that was perfect. Cause that's what causes depression. Exactly. Because like you were saying, some people just, they just put a lid on it. They just, yeah. they just screw the lid, they put it on, and eventually the water pressure is so built up that it just busts out. Yeah. And that's, that's like you were saying, that's where your mental health comes into it. So, yeah. Like, as a dude, I try to, try to let emotions out <clears throat> as much as I can. Not... Not around people, but, like, I try to put myself in check when I'm feeling some type of way. And that's something that dudes should be doing in general because that's a really big, big problem. Because you don't want to hold everything in and then then later down the line you just have a mental issue, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel as a boy myself, I try to empty out my cup frequently. Because I don't like the feeling of having all that emotion. And I feel that's why whenever I busted out crying about my aunt, I let that I let my glass fill up, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. And it just finally poured out. 
But mine, thank God, it was like a quick just pour, and it wasn't little by little by little. Yeah. You know, I got over it. She got better, and I, I was cool again. Mm-hmm. But after, back in 2019, summer, I had broke up with this girl that I was talking to for like a year or close to a year. I don't really remember. And whenever I broke up with her, I let my cup fill up. Like I wasn't, I wasn't tripping at first, you know, summer, it was summertime. It was like a week into summer. I was worried about baseball. I had summer workouts. I was thinking about varsity, uh, varsity football as a freshman. You know, I was, I had, I wasn't worried about her. And then it was like two weeks before my trip to Trinidad and my emotions were so built up. I was like, dang. You know, like, I just got out of a breakup, and I was just, like, I wasn't worried about it until, like, I was, I think summer workouts ended, so I didn't really have anything to do unless it was by myself, but I was, like, oh, yeah, it was, I just came out of summer workouts, so I, was, I really wasn't trying to overwork myself, you know, trying to give myself, like, those two weeks off before my trip, yeah. you know, no, I don't have to worry about that stuff, and that's whenever it was so bad, where the, whenever I went on the trip, for like the first day I was still thinking about it. I was like, yo. And then I was like, I'm not going to let that ruin my whole trip. So I just like got it out of my head, you know, try not to think about it, you know, enjoy my time. So I was just thankful that my cup poured out after that, after that one day, because it was slowly going, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't fully pouring. So I was just thankful for that. Yeah. And like you were saying, I feel like that also happened to me. I feel like when you have a really deep connection with the person, it like greatly affects you because what happens is that most of the time you feel you feel such empathy and just connection to these people that when like you finally end it off with them you as a guy like we were saying you just want to keep it moving but the problem with it that is when you finally reach that point you realize bro i was really holding all that in for so long because afterwards you feel you feel great to be honest after because the cry is not really a sad cry you just it's really just letting it all out yeah Yeah, you just you you, to be honest you really feel great afterwards because you you didn't realize like how much you had going on at that time yeah um honestly like it just i don't know society and, and how we were raised it really just ties into everything yeah but back to what i was saying about uh corona and everything um it's still a big thing and i'm I'm glad we're we're getting close making vaccines and stuff and uh the thing is like how how do you guys feel about like the vaccines coming out like are you are you getting it do you feel i took my vaccine already because my mom is in the medical field so i had to take my vaccine my whole family took the vaccine but we feel fine it's been like months now i think like about two months and no side effects for me we've been good yeah, now you're becoming a Wolverine in ten to five business days. Was <laughs> becoming a slug. <laughs> how about, how yeah, about you, for me, not? No, for me, I really just feel like I'm good where I'm at. I feel like I've seen the effects of what could happen because of it, and just me personally, I don't want to take it, and that's just a personal pr- preference of mine. I just really don't want to take it, and I mean, to anyone that does, it's completely okay. Again, it just comes down to preference. At the end of the day, as long as everyone feels happy and healthy at the end of the day, nothing's affecting them, then they can just keep on moving on. Yeah, me at first, it was really, I was really skeptical about it. I was like, yo, what ha- well, like, what if something bad happens to me? 
you know, everybody's not the same. There might be a side effect for me, but not for like my mom. Whenever my uncle got it, he had got it like a like a long time, like when the vaccine like first came out, and he was fine. So I was like, you know, that gave me hope. So I was like, you know what, YOLO, screw it. So I ended up getting the vaccine. And I was actually very scared at first. But I really thought, like, you know how usually when you get your flu shot, like, it would hurt or something? It didn't really hurt. So I, I took that as, like, a good sign. So I was just chilling with it. Nah. Yeah, I do not mess with any any shots or any vaccines needles. going on my yeah. body. Because my mom, she does not. I don't I won't get flu shots. I don't get any, any mm. type of shots. Nah, I don't get flu shots. <laughs> how are you alive? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't get sick. My immune system is like amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm definitely not getting the vaccine. Same. And um, I mean, yeah, COVID nineteen and Corona. This break has been like very impactful on my life, and it it changed who I am as a person. So, do you guys feel as if if you guys went through any any changes? Wait, for for me personally, I changed a lot during during quarantine because um. I just matured a lot more, and I realized who my real friends are, and my school friends are. I separated those two, and I really just, I don't know, like, it really made me be like, wow, at first, but I mean, I'm really glad I know who my real friends are, and just persevering through it. For me, it was, I mean, it was a big deal, but like, to me, I already knew who the real versus just like, the cool was, I mean... I don't really, I don't have that. I don't, I don't say that, oh, I have friends and acquaintance. Like, mm-hmm. I just have, I mean, all of them are friends to me. Like, we're all cool. Like, I can tell you this about myself and, you know, we'll be chilling. But I also realized who was just really just like a school, school friend. Like, you know, you have school friends. I'll still text you once in a while, check up on you, make sure you're good. And then there's people like that totally forgot about you and like, mm-hmm. Well, that's that's crazy to me and then you have like you know the friends that are damn near your family so i feel like it didn't really change me as a person but whenever i did end up going back to school like the star i was just very happy but i was it felt kind of weird because like some of those people you didn't talk to in like years ye- like a year mm. like a year is a long time like mm that feels like years like that's a lot of months 12 months yeah so whenever i seen some people i was i felt very weird to like go up to them and be like hey like acting like nothing happened like we didn't have a whole pandemic like we're still in a pandemic but then some people are like yo i missed you bro like Mm -hmm. it was just it was just cool to see everybody back yeah and i feel like for me i feel like quarantine is really my best friend because i feel like i really found i really changed who i was completely as a person through quarantine because i feel like ninth grade freshman year the just the shift to high school i feel like mentally mentally i was solid i was cool but i feel like i just wasn't prepared i wasn't grown enough to just like navigate and just make make good choices essentially as in balancing work and basketball and all these things and I feel like I really grew I really gained more knowledge as a person through quarantine because I and that goes with a lot of people I feel like a lot of people found their passions and what they really love 
in this break because the world was on a pause and they really got to connect with themselves and see who they really were. Yeah. Like, I know what you were talking about. Like, freshman year, I thought I thought varsity football was going to be, oh, you, you know, it's going to be a breeze. Like, I'm ready. I'm prepared. But, like, in reality, it's like, that's a big step. You're yeah. coming from, you know, freshman to going up against 17, 18-year-olds. Like, that's a, like that's... I mean, it's not bad unless you were prepared. Just, I felt, you just start feeling like it's serious now. These people like, yeah. really are competing for these things. Yeah, it's like this could take, this is your lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. it's this could take you all the way. Yeah. And I just felt like I wasn't prepared as a freshman. I mean, because I was kind of, I was cocky. I was really cocky as a freshman. And that's just how the person I was. And I used to tell everybody, oh, yeah, I'm on varsity as a freshman, you know. And then whenever I got to my sophomore year, I got injured. And I was like, yo, one thing can take away everything you had before. That's crazy. Yeah, like, I don't know, football. Coming from middle school, it was like I really didn't take it seriously. And and I was like, I was like yeah, I'm going to do, do football in, in high school. Like, no biggie. But, like, these coaches, like, they really care about you having an education like gaining weight and and just working out and like the football team it's really a family middle school it was just like play playing around it's a huge step yeah i felt like middle school football was oh everybody could play everybody was like you know that's middle school like it's like a pay-to-play thing you know if you pay you're gonna get some pt Mm -hmm. But high school was like, you can you you can pay and they will kick you off the team. Mm-hmm. They won't give you any PT time. You have to work for your spot, you know. Yeah. So I feel like middle school, I didn't start playing real football until my eighth grade year. But my eighth grade year, I was like, I'm I was athletic, I was fast, I was big, my IQ in football was high. So like I was good. I mean, it was kind of like me freshman year going against some eighth graders. So I wasn't really like tripping about it. But whenever I came to freshman year, I mean, I was still like the same. But like, then you realize there's more people like you and you're not the only one. I've I seen people from school bigger than me, faster than me. IQ was way higher than me. I'm telling you, you have to compete for your spot. And I feel like what you were saying was really perfect. It really embodies like what high school is, because I remember what's st- what's been sticking with me all the all this time since freshman year is. Um, so what would happen is that varsity basketball would practice before the freshmen. So we would come in after school, we would just set our bags on the bleachers, we would sit and we would just watch varsity practice. And I just remember Coach Glover, the head varsity coach, he was coaching and the the kids they were running through their sets and plays and whatever, but they were start they started to mess up, right? And he him as a coach, he's very hard because he a lot of these guys they go to the next level, they play at these colleges. And that's why he's like a super, super tough coach because I feel like he wants to see the best in them. But I remember pulling, he pulls like like the starting five to the sideline. And I remember he goes, listen, you guys matter. You see these kids over here? And he points to us freshmen. He's like, they don't matter. The basketball they're playing does not matter. We don't care about them. Because, and what he, when he said that, yeah, it might be harsh, but it's true because the guys he was with at that time, these are the people that are, they're, 
some of them could be really fighting for their lives. Some of them are really trying to get these college offers so their parents don't have to pay for it. So when he was just telling them, like, listen, you got to dial in because at the end of the day, you guys matter and we're investing into you guys so you could go to the next level. It just really showed how life started. It became less fun and it became more more serious and although like although that's the case i feel like we still have to find a balance between just enjoying life and being serious at times yeah like like my coach mason uh, the football head coach he is like he's an amazing coach like he's he's always sticking his neck out for people and always trying to reach out to colleges for you like what he does is he does actually reach out for colleges specifically for a person just so the colleges are like, hey, I'm going to look at this person and and stuff. So I feel like my middle school coaches weren't doing that for me. Like they weren't like, hey, we're going to try to get get uh, get these these high school coaches to look at you and, and try to prove you as a person. What they really did was just at practice, they were just like, we just did the same thing. They didn't really try to improve my character or who I was as a person. Because in football, what he does is he always makes us say our core values. And it's it's treat everybody with respect, especially women. You know, no weapons, no fighting, no drugs, stuff like that. So he's really just trying to instill a good a, a good personality into us. Because our high school years really do matter for our future. Like one mess up now can really affect our future and everything about it yeah. like like not doing good now or or let's say like you're extremely good at football have all these coaches looking at you and then you in the classroom you're extremely stupid and and you don't turn in your work that can just set you up for failure in your entire life as soon as you get out of high school all you can say is hey i used to be like really good at football and and you'd you're be, just trying to live your glory days. Yeah, essentially. You'd, you'd be one of those dudes on the on the street being like, "Hey, hey, pass me the ball. Yeah. Hey, let me let me get a shot." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like another thing, what you were saying is that about reevaluating who you are as a person. I feel like that's so true because yesterday, actually, during the star test, I remember walking out of the building and I was going to look for some of my friends, and I remember passing this guy, and he tapped me, and I looked back, and he was like, "Oh, what's up?" And I remember because he was one of my good friends from freshman year. But the thing about him was he was one of those guys that was like a class clown, but he was always act up in front of the teacher, do this and that. Right. So I really liked him as a person, but I just knew like and he had money, of course. And, you know, like a lot of a lot of rich people, like they tend not to care more because it's like they know they're set. Right. Yeah. They're really set. Not even for life, just for college itself. Yeah, they don't really care because they know they're good. And I remember he was talking to me. I was like, bro, what's up? How you been? And he was like, bro, I've been good and stuff. And he, it was amazing because he was just like, bro, I remember all that stuff I used to do. And I was like, yeah. He's like, bro, I completely changed. And I yeah. could see it in his eyes, bro. Just He did a full 360. And he was like, now that I look back at it, like I was doing, excuse me for what I'm saying, but this is exactly what he said. He's like, bro, I was just doing a, re- a lot of dumb shit in, in, in freshman year. And now I realize that. I remember just coming, coming and my parents talking to me. And I just realized like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to. And, like, yeah, I stopped all that. I'm really chill now. And, like, I really felt really happy for the guy because, like, he was a good guy. It's just that he was always messing around, turning in his work late, doing all this and that. And, of course, when you 
because he is a white guy. When you have leeway as a white guy when you're rich and you have all these things. So, I mean, yeah, you have you have opportunities. And when he said all that, I felt really I felt really proud to like know him at that moment because I was like, he really changed because he knew his mistakes and he really grew from that. Yeah, like me personally, I can I can relate exactly to him. Like last year, freshman year, I was I was I wasn't the best kid. Like I would I wouldn't be paying attention. Like I would pay attention to class, but there's specifically this one class where like I would just joke around and, and always get kicked out of her class. And and I like I'm apologetic towards her because like there was no reason for me to be that immature. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. Like Corona, when Corona hit, it just really matured me as a person. Like, yeah, I, that's something I would never do now. I would never be in class doing the stuff I was doing then. And like now, like I'm just more focused. Yeah, I feel know. like, and I feel like for a lot of people, like Corona, like being, of course being cognizant of the people that were really deeply affected it really it really really helped a lot of people just realize just take a step back and just reevaluate their life and their life choices because it really changed a lot of people and it really made them think differently so i really think i really think that break just for that yeah um quarantine i wouldn't really say it changed me as like personality wise but I feel like it helped me realize, like, freshman year, I mean, I've always been the same. Like, I, I've never really changed, but I've just gotten more chill as a person. It's because during quarantine, that's all you did. And I'm pretty sure that's what everybody else did. Nobody was going around acting like a class clown in public, you know, because there's no class to be a clown in, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like now everybody's just been chill. And, I'm, and you know, chill plus chill is a vibe. Mm-hmm. It's like, so now everybody's just relaxed, calm just chilling right now and i saw one of my good friends jay and we've we have class together but we haven't like we talk but we don't talk talk but it was just really good to see him and we we've talked to each other like we didn't miss like a full you know year we we were talking like if we were just like freshmen again you know and it was just cool that's why I just can't wait for Corona to just go away so I can just go back to being, you know, the regular person I am. Because I feel like right now I'm still trying to learn myself as a person. Like, say we don't have school anymore. Like, say we go out of college. Like, there's no more classroom. You have yeah. to learn as a person yourself, like By how yourself. to talk to people, yeah. you know, be social, you know, little stuff like that. And I feel like the biggest uh, the biggest thing towards that is just you really find out who your, like, the, your, your great friends are the ones that you could not see them for, like, two years. And the next time you see them, you're just ecstatic and you're just talking like you saw each other yesterday. Like, even when we went to the movies a couple of weeks ago when I saw my friend Elijah, I remember just, like, we were just chopping it up like we saw each other last week because, like, those true friends, you'll always have a, like a special connection with them, and you'll always be able to bond no matter what. Uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, and I don't know, like this quarantine has just changed everything—not everything about me, but I picked up new hobbies and and the way I look at things, and I just have a more 
advanced mindset. Like I'm a smart person, but I I never really applied myself and and never yeah thought the things I do now. I feel like that's just that's the one thing I'm trying to find out about myself because I'm smart, but I'm still kind of lazy towards schoolwork. You know, it's like especially the, like online. That's the one reason I went back in in school mm. is because I knew as a person myself the virtual wasn't going to work for me like yeah you can't put me at my own house in my own bed with my own you know ps4 right there looking at me and expect me not to fold under pressure you know yeah. it's just me as like a kid so i felt that's just the one thing i'm trying to find out about myself is mm. my worth ethic towards the classroom because i know my worth ethic is good on the football field in the weight room you know as an athletic person and uh, and yeah also um quarantine it it made me realize that how much work and and stuff i needed to put towards football and and during football i just started working a lot more and like all i would do over quarantine was just work 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 with david and we would just go to the field and just play football like almost every single day and and that's pretty much like what my life consisted of and and like it really was good for me because it's i came back and i was i did really good and i did really good during the season quarantine was so fun oh yeah. my goodness quarantine at first it was bad because like nobody could nobody come outside you know i mean me and noah like me and Noah were always outside mm-hmm. like regardless after like that first like two weeks i called noah i was like bro can you come outside he's like bro you know my mom don't care mm-hmm. we went outside bro we just through the football and it felt so good to just like be athletic again you know because those two weeks everybody was just like you know playing the ps4 chilling girls were probably sleeping like they Mm -hmm. always do you know everybody was just vibing and i felt like whenever quarantine hit that was like the best time to you know go run some routes you know throw the ball little stuff like that and quarantine was so so fun that i got to learn my friends more than i've known them before because i i mean we all we always knew our friends but quarantine we nobody else had anything to do in the neighborhood so everybody would try to play basketball you know football we even put you in some cleats during quarantine you actually did good Mm -hmm. that's how bored we were and that's how much fun we had you know it was just like some fun stuff we did and i feel like quarantine it really showed a lot of people's personalities like even the teachers you could tell like since nobody knew what to do like nobody knew how to attack online school since online school was still like in its early stages at that time i feel like even teachers didn't know what to do so like you could really see their personalities come out as well like they're like honestly guys i have no idea what to do like this last couple of weeks and you could like even the district they said like this last cycle it doesn't count if you want to like increase your grade you can do it so it can increase your average but it won't negatively affect you because nobody knew what to do at that time and you could just see like all of the teachers like just they were like yeah y'all just go have fun like i'm gonna be with my family i'm gonna do this because like no the world was on pause and this was like the first time in most people's lives like that 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 has ever happened and honestly to be honest not only did it give people 
like enough time to find themselves and who they are. I also gave them too much time. Like for real. In, in that way, I mean, like people just started finding things to make problems out of, and and they would they would just go around starting drama with people that they know they're not gonna see for a while, and and stuff like that. And not only over social media, but like like on large platforms like TikTok, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like you were saying, I feel like a lot of people started to feel more, because they didn't see a lot of people in real life, they started to build up this sense of entitlement to where like they feel like whenever something's not going their way, immediately they cause a problem and they try to just cancel the other person that is just disagreeing with them. You know what I was saying? Like I was saying during quarantine when people were like canceling people and all that, why are you trying to cancel people on TikTok? Like, on me, but I could see like Instagram, like, like TikTok, bros. Like, there's literally kids. Like, why are you trying to cancel? Well, each other it's on mostly name? because a lot of people on TikTok, especially 2020, 2021, TikTok has. I feel like it's the most rapid growing app on the App Store. I feel like really TikTok. If you want to build your name and who you are, you go on TikTok because I feel like. It's even starting to become more popular than apps such as Instagram simply because you can just click, record a video, post it, and that whole will go viral like eight times out of ten. And so many people just use TikTok as an outlet to voice either their problems or things they disagree with. And I feel like even where we are now, like we were talking about last episode about like the gender wars, boys versus girls, I feel like that really started because of quarantine and how people began to get such differing differing opinions and just started attacking each other yeah the other day um last episode we talked about me and Reem talked about how there was a a woman try to cancel a word she wasn't necessarily canceling the word she was trying to cancel white people from using this word so david how do you feel like a person you feel like a person's entitled to cancel a word to be honest i feel like that dumb yes that's just one solid answer that's dumb is because how can you try and cancel a word Mm. i mean it's in the dictionary especially if the word like we were talking about if the word has no historical significant meaning like why are you just trying to cancel it just to start drama and i feel like that's what we were talking about earlier is just people are entitled to their own opinions. I said this before, but people are entitled to their own opinions, but people, that doesn't mean people are just going to accept and listen to what they have to say. So when you pull up problems and people don't like choose to accept it, you can't get mad at that person for not accepting what you have to say. Now here's the thing. Cancel culture, I'm not saying it's, it's good and I'm not saying it's wrong either because sometimes... Like, just the whole concept of cancel culture, it's not something that that should be, like, a thing. But, like, getting mad at someone and trying to cancel them, I'm saying that's fine. But, I mean, it shouldn't really, it shouldn't really have, like, a, its own thing. Like, it shouldn't be so popular that it's, that it's like that. And I feel like cancel culture is just, sometimes people take it to too much of an extent and... And not only do they, not only do they like make take it too much to a, to an extent, they try to force it on other people and, and try to bring other people along with it. 
and it's just so unnecessary at times. Yeah, and I feel like what's so bad about cancel culture is that people aren't really like learning from it. So what would happen is that let's say it would be like <laughs> I know y- y'all see that that Justin Bieber uh that Justin Bieber TikTok <laughs> where t- no, what was it? <laughs> it was like he said, he said the Edward. It was like it was that one song, you know, that one less lonely girl. But instead of girl, he said the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he, it was a video from like five, six years ago. And someone found it. And basically, they were just trying to cancel him. And what I hate about that is that like, after, like, yeah, it's in the past. And after someone learns from their mistakes, they shouldn't be like canceled because of something they did as a child, knowing that it was a childish notion and they were ignorant. Yeah, I feel like people obviously have matured, and he probably wouldn't do that right now unless he's trying to get, you know, canceled. Yeah. But, like, something back then, whenever it was, like, he wasn't even popular or anything, he was just a kid being a kid. Like, why are you bringing that up? Mm -hmm. I feel like cancel culture is justified if the person did something in the present. For example, like, how James Charles was caught up, like, trying to force, force sex on, like, straight dudes and was caught up trying to um like i think he tried to bring a 14 year old like fly a 14 year old out mm. and when the 14 year old said he doesn't want to come out um he got really upset and yeah like he didn't get upset but he was like basically calling the 14 year old like a little yeah. b-word and and stuff so like that's perfectly fine cancel culture is it's okay for that but sometimes like canceling someone isn't isn't necessary for yeah. example like people are trying to cancel Lil Nas right mm. but he should be canceled but like I feel like at the same time for him someone like Lil Nas I feel like at the end of the day it was all for like publicity and to bring more attention more to what he was doing more followers so yeah like you were saying I feel like also another thing is that people pick and choose who they want to cancel so yeah. No, like yeah. if it's like their favorite artist, they'll be like, "Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't think that's so. not that, bro. You don't know them personally, so you can't really speak for them. And it's just the fact that someone, someone that you have more of a quote unquote connection to, like, just gets a pass. Like, I don't get that. Yeah, and, and I mean, you can't cancel somebody who just doesn't care. Like, yeah, people, people are like. They're like, oh, we're going to cancel you. They do something wrong. <laughs> like, if it was me, I just wouldn't care. Like, yeah. genuinely, I just wouldn't give three shits. Yeah. Also, like, what's so dumb to me is that you're trying to cancel a celebrity. Mm. Which is like, they're going to make money regardless. They're if you getting more publicity not. off of that. Exactly. They're going to be no. trending, which is bringing them even more money because you're trying to cancel them. Mm-hmm. If you're saying, oh, cancel him and people don't know who it is, they're going to be like, oh, let me go find out who he is, trying to find out why he's being canceled. You know, it's like you're literally giving him clout by trying to cancel him. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure, like, if you try to cancel a rapper, and say somebody was trying to find out who it was and they actually go listen to like their music or something and they're like oh yeah he's hard a lot of people don't even listen to no a lot of people listen to music 
and not worry about the person themselves. Mm-hmm. Like like the R. Kelly situation, everybody's still going to bump R. Kelly yeah. up regardless of what he did, but they're just not going to pay attention to him as a person. Yeah. They're just going to mess with his music. Yeah, and like what Noah was saying earlier is like a person that doesn't really care about being canceled won't really get canceled. That's just basically like I feel like the more attention you give to a certain topic, the more you feed into what they are buying or they are selling. So if you just like not attach yourself from what is going on, you will have much more, even in life, you will have much more of a successful chance in anything you do if you just separate yourself from what someone is trying to trying to sell you. Because like you were saying, a lot of people, they, they try to cancel someone else, but when someone is not giving them the attention that they want from them, they're just like, oh, whatever. So that's really it I got I got to say. I feel like end up, like at, towards the end of cancel culture is... The person, regardless, is not going to get canceled. I'm pretty sure there's going to be that one diehard fan that's going to try and defend the person with all their might, you know. So there's no point in trying to cancel somebody. Just have your own opinion or don't follow that person anymore. But if you made it to the end of this podcast, you can help us make some money by subscribing and downloading this episode. Thank you for watching and we will see you in the next episode. Deuces. Peace. Adios. Hello, it's been a minute, my fellows. I've been trying to make my name well known. First they was telling me get the hell on. Now I get the room jumping higher than a cell on. Bitches jiggle they melons.